Vandermeer and Crick is a mid-sized firm housed in what is essentially a giant log cabin in the woods near Washington Park. For the most part, I enjoy it. But I'd love to open my own firm, but the startup money for it is just too much at this time. Our parents still live in the house Spencer and I grew up in, a skinny, two-story Victorian painted bright pink. Dad loves to tell people that it was historically accurate. Wealthy Victorians would paint their houses the brightest, most obnoxious colors they could find to show off that they could afford all that paint. Seems kind of silly to me now. I park on the street, just behind Spencer's SUV, and shake my head a little at my brother's gas guzzler. What do you need to drive a tank for, Spenny? I shout to him when he appears in the doorway. You ever driven an L.A. Sade? He shouts back, grinning, as though it's self-explanatory. I give my big brother a hug, then stand back and look him over. He's gotten a shaped buzz cut that looks expensive, and he's wearing two silver chains. You look like a nerdier version of Drake, I say laughing. I am a nerdier version of Drake, Spencer shoots back, patting himself. It's Hollywood, baby. Even the comics have to have style. The house is bustling with friends and family. Our parents are holding court in the salon. Dad has cornered some second cousin to lecture him about the history of the Max light rail system. Mom is discussing her new conversation piece, a reproduction Yoruba sculpture of a human head with a colleague from the university. Mom and Dad are both academics. She teaches art history, and he teaches municipal studies, which is more interesting than it sounds. Mom is striking, as always, in a black sheath dress and turquoise statement jewelry, her natural hair buoyant around her face. She smiles and waves when she sees me and calls, There's punch in the kitchen, Sade. Dad makes this punch from an 18th century recipe. It's made of rum, whiskey, tea, lemons, and sugar, with some nutmeg and cloves thrown in for extra kick. I love it. I make a beeline for the kitchen, which is a tiny little galley with only one way in and out, no open-plan business in our old house. There are three people crammed in there, my brother, his girlfriend Erin, and a man I don't recognize. Something about him stops me short. At first, I'm so blown back that I pause to figure out what it is. He's good-looking, sure, but there are a lot of good-looking guys in Portland. It's something else. Something in the way he's listening to Spencer Gab, the genuine and attentive expression on his face. Something in the way he carries himself, confident but not cocky, a maturity in his bearing that says he's been around the block a few times and doesn't have anything to prove. His whole demeanor is mesmerizing to me. It's a long moment before I can mentally step back enough to appreciate his physical attributes. He's tall, taller than my six-foot brother by a few inches. He's on the lean side, but has broad shoulders and a muscular chest that's apparent even through his plaid button-down shirt. He has a strong, handsome face with about a week's worth of stubble along his exquisite jawline. He's tanned and has a light, boyish smattering of freckles across the bridge of his nose and his cheekbones. His sandy hair is thick and falling to one side like he has just swept his hand through it. I try to guess his age. A couple years older than me, a couple years younger than Spencer. The faint lines around his eyes are from sun and laughter, not age, and they make my heart skip when I notice them. I must be gaping.
Spenny arches an eyebrow at me and pokes me in the arm. What's up, Sade? he says. This is my buddy Nick. Nick, this is my sister Sade. Hi, I say. My voice comes out squeakier than normal, but I don't correct it. Hi yourself, he says, shaking my hand while his eyes take in my face. His palm is rough like a carpenter's and warm, and his handshake is strong but gentle. Spence tells me you're an architect. I nod. I'm trying to read his expression, but he's so beautiful it's disorienting for a minute. Nick smiles at me. His teeth are near perfect except for a little crookedness in the bottom row.